This is episode 477 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, How to Prep on a Tight Budget. Hey, I'm Todd Spolveta, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, before we jump into our article of the podcast, uh, I received another email asking, Todd, how can I support you and what you're doing with Prepper Website and the podcast? And I would just simply say, I don't have a Patreon button or a donation button or anything like that. If uh, you want to support Prepper Website right now, the way to do that is just make your Amazon purchases through our link. And, you know, we're an affiliate for Amazon. And when you do that, regardless of what you purchase, we get a little percentage. And all of that little purchases and the little percentages add up and it's, and it's helpful. So if you'd like to support Prepper Website and the podcast, that's the way to do it. I have links on the podcast website, on Prepper Website, on Ed That Matters, on Top Prepper Websites. I kind of have those links all spread out. So, um, you know, if you want to jump over there and, and go from there to Amazon, that would be greatly appreciated. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from survivalpedia.com. Again, the title is How to Prep on a Tight Budget. Let me go ahead and read, and then I will come back with a little bit of commentary. Even if the stock market is breaking record after record, in the real world, things don't look that great. If you're not working on Wall Street, you can safely presume that the real-world economy is actually in the dumps, and that's the way it has been for the last 10 years. Moreover, prominent market analysis like Peter Schiff and Ron Paul predict a major recession occurring in 2019 or 2020, and currently speaking, the stock market is in a correction mode due to the Federal Reserve raising interest rates and pricking the stock market bubble they've created via ZERP and NERP, QE at all. And correction always precedes a recession. Now, if you're the average American and your prepping funds are a constraining factor, have no fear because prepping on a tight budget is not an impossible task. Even if prepping can become an expensive project for some, if you're doing it smart, prioritizing step by step, well, you can get there on the cheap. All you need is patience and a good plan. So prepping without breaking the bank. Before starting to spend your hard-earned money, you should hit pause and think about what's absolutely necessary for your survival in a given situation. Basically, what are you prepping for? If you live in the big bad city and you intend to leave the premise in case of a disaster, do you have a plan for that? Do you have the plan and the means to evacuate ASAP? Do you know where to go? Also, it comes as a no-brainer that if your intention is to bug out when SHTF, Buying heavy survival gear and stockpiling food and water makes no sense as it's a waste of time and money. In such a scenario, bugging out that is, one should focus on getting short-term emergency supplies, bug out bags, stuff that will get you through in an emergency situation. You must concentrate on your bug out bag, bug out location, and on your exit plan first and foremost. The flip side to that coin is that if you intend to stay and face the music, well, it's the other way around. You must concentrate on stockpiling supplies and gear. Best case scenario, if you're lucky enough to have a survival retreat or bug out location for you and your family, you should stockpile there both in terms of survival gear and food and water. 
but don't forget the escape plans. Now, guys, that's a you know just a little brief synopsis there of, of you know where are you going with your bug out plans or your bug in plans. We have done a lot of talk about that, or you know a lot of episodes on that. So if you are new to the podcast, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those podcast episodes that go into this just a little bit more extensively because sometimes. You know, that you don't, you don't want to base all of your plans just on that little bit of information. There's a lot that goes into it. And so I just wanted to say that before I moved uh, on from that one topic there. So continuing on, what is your budget for prepping? That's pretty easy to determine if you're the realistic type of person. All you have to do is to write down your weekly or monthly income and subtract from the sum all the expenditures, the absolutely necessary ones. What's left, you can allocate for your prepping funds. If you're serious about prepping for survival and you're on a tight budget, you can easily give up some of your daily luxuries, such as eating out or going to see the latest movies or buying the latest video games. You can live a long and fulfilling, also much healthier life by cooking your own meals and reading useful stuff like this website instead of gaming like a 16-year-old. So setting up your own agenda for prepping. You should determine which are the most important things for your survival in a given situation and put them on a list. Prioritize. Purchase only what's absolutely necessary. Don't waste money on irrelevant things, but save them for things that matter. After you created the list of must-haves, buy them in small increments so they don't become a financial burden on your budget. Each time you're on a shopping trip, Be aware of all the sales and coupons available at your local grocery store, but avoid stocking up stuff just because it's on sale that day. Shop smart on a need-to-have basis. Now, before buying cheap preps for your nest egg, you should know the secrets of the trade, especially when you're prepping on a budget. When you're cruising the shelves for non-perishable foods such as oats, rice, or beans, always buy in bulk. It's much cheaper that way. Don't worry when you're storing them for later. You can vacuum seal or even oven can in order to prolong their shelf life. Oven canning is a DIY method for preparing dried goods that will last you for years and will save you lots of money because freeze-dried dehydrated food is pretty expensive. Oven canning consists of baking the dried foods like beans or lentils in jars using your own oven in order to kill bacteria and prevent spoilage and contamination. This method of stockpiling survival foods has been proven to be very effective. According to various reports, oven canned dry foods can last for up to 20 years and that's something taking into account that you're not using chemical preservatives. Alright guys, I gotta tell you that I've never done any real research into oven canning the way that it's being described here or at least that I'm, I'm missing somehow. And so if anybody has any information on that, I'd love to... Uh, I'd love for you to come over to episode 477 and drop that in the in the uh, the comment section so that I can you know look that up and maybe share that information out a little bit later on because I've I've just never come across anything like that before and so uh, just I'm just curious about that it would have been nice to have a link here uh, to go to get some more information all right so besides oven canning you can store non-perishable foods using mylar bags but make sure that you're adding oxygen absorbers. You can find them on Amazon and the like, thus preserving their quality for extended period of time. Fruits, meats, and veggies can be dehydrated or pressure canned for long-term storage too. 
I strongly recommend you to never stock up on stuff that you don't know how to use or you will never eat. That's a no-brainer actually, but I had to mention it. And so what about the ask for it trick? What I mean is that you can let your friends and family know what you want for your birthday or Christmas and instead of getting useless stuff like the classical shirt and tie, you can let them know that you wish for a Swiss army knife or any survival gear that you're short of. You know what I mean. It's not very polite to ask for a specific thing, I know, but the best gift in the world for a prepper are the things that will make a difference when SHTF. And so let me just, one thing there is if you your spouse is there, a lot of the times they'll ask your spouse, hey, what do you want? And if you'll let your spouse know that she can run interference that way for you. Another thing is you can make a wish list on Amazon and then dropping little hints to people you can say hey you know hey i've added a couple of items to my amazon wish list you know hopefully i can buy them sometime soon and so if you drop enough of those hints people will know that they can go to amazon and you know it really takes the the guesswork out of it for them because they know that they can go over there and click on you know click on your wish list and get you something there that you really want as opposed to going and trying to figure out, you know, or, or guessing and looking around. So saves them a lot of time and, and effort there. So, I mean, there's a couple of tricks there. So continuing on, another issue that you'll have to address when you're on the prowl for survival gear is to avoid making unwise choices when you're in the buying spree or in the heat of the moment sort of thing. Always know exactly what you're looking for and what you actually need. Before coughing up your hard-earned dollars, do a little bit of research, read some reviews, Ask around on internet forums, you know the drill. Now, even if you're on a tight budget, don't buy cheap crap, especially when it comes to essential survival gear. Someday your life may depend on it, and if you get into trouble or trouble comes to you, it would be a wise choice to have some cash invested in high quality survival gear. Getting cheap when it comes to survival won't pay in the long run. Mark my word, folks. Now don't forget one of the basic rules in life. Everything is a negotiation. Anything can be negotiated, especially when it comes to buying or trading or bartering stuff. Get yourself in the habit of negotiating. Don't be ashamed of asking for discounts, especially when you're buying from private persons or small companies, mom and pop establishments. You will be pleasantly surprised to find out that sometimes people will drop the price for no apparent reason. But keep in mind that the art of negotiation consists in offering a plausible reason for a price drop. Most of the times, that's the back and forth game. Anything can be a reason for a discount. Buying an already opened item, buying large quantities of stuff, buying damaged items like scratched with small minor defects that don't impair overall usability, buying items which are close to expiration date or even expired. Yes, you can safely buy and use expired stuff such as canned goods or various chemical products. USDA explains that best if used by or before dates means the expiration date is recommended for best quality or flavor of the respective goods. If you're on a really tight budget, you can eat or use most of the canned products long after their actual expiration date. When it comes to our modern dry canned food, which contains lots of preservatives and it's pasteurized, its actual shelf life is not the problem. It's not old food that will make you sick. You can become sick from food poisoning if the food is contaminated with salmonella or various strains of E. coli or listeria bacteria, even if the food just arrived yesterday in the store, regardless if it's fresh or canned. 
The most important thing to keep in mind when stockpiling canned food, or any other stuff for that matter, is to handle and store them properly. If you got this part covered, you can safely use and consume them for years beyond their official expiration dates. All right, so we have covered expiration dates and canned foods plenty and plenty of times uh, on on various episodes. So again, I would recommend, you know, you can come over to the Prepper website podcast and in the search bar, you can search for various terms like canned foods and canned goods and things like that. And it'll bring up various episodes I mean, you know, one of the things is you just want to look for bulging cans and rust and things like that. And definitely do not want to eat those. All right, so continuing on. Now, getting back to our negotiating business, a good example of negotiating yourself a better deal is when you're cruising farmer's markets. Let's say that one of something is 50 cents. Well, just ask the farmer for a sweet deal, three for one dollar. If you become a master in the fine art of negotiating, you can safely say that you're one step closer to becoming a hardcore prepper because negotiating is a basic life skill that will make a difference and it will pay you back until the end. One of the best places to buy cheap preps is at the dollar store. Whether we're talking about first aid supplies like band-aids, gauze, alcohol, prep pads, hydrogen peroxide, medical tape, basic stuff, Foods like veggies, fruits, canned meat, etc. Lighting gear like candles, flashlights, batteries, or even glow sticks. Hygiene supplies like soap, shampoo, baby wet wipes, toothpaste, toothbrush, dental floss, and hand sanitizers. Medicines like analgesics, allergy stuff, antibiotics, fire starters like strike anywhere matches, cheap big lighters, magnifying glasses, etc. Clothing like ponchos, gloves, socks, underwear, t-shirt, not to mention other useful stuff like playing cards to kill boredom, knives, duct tape, small hardware items like hammers, washers, screws, wrenches, and blades, and what have you. Even if they're not the best quality, they're better than nothing if that's all you can afford. Okay, so I'm going to take a little bit of of exception here. You know, above he does talk about don't don't buy cheap crap and then... Some of these things here in the dollar store prep uh, section, I, I would not buy. Now, there are some things like some first aid supplies that do um, that do work well. Um, in talking with Linda Loosely when we did our Facebook Live, you know, she had mentioned there are some things like band aids. They don't always stick really well when you buy them from the from the from the dollar store. Uh, but you know, pads and things like that, you know. Uh, you'll usually work pretty good, like gauze and, and stuff like that. Um, soap and shampoo, yes, there are some dollar stores that do have food. And if you can get a better deal than a dollar on a canned food, on canned food, then I think that would that would be a deal, especially when it's meat, especially if it is not expired. I mean, it, it won't be expired if it's in the in the grocery store, regardless if it's the dollar store or not. But uh, I would just be careful. I mean, you know. If you need a hammer and you can't afford going to Home Depot, I think you can buy a, a decent hammer at Home Depot for like $5.99. I wouldn't rely on the hammer at, from the dollar store, right? And uh, clothes and stuff like that, definitely would not buy buy those. And then if you're putting lighters inside of a kit and you're relying on those, the, the cheap lighters are not good. Go ahead and splurge to get the Bic lighters. They are they just hold up better and they will they will strike longer. So um, you just gotta you know play it by ear there when it, when it comes to the dollar store. There are things that do work really well there. 
the candles, and I have written about this, and I have put this up on a uh, on an article. The candles that you can buy at the dollar store are a lot cheaper that you, than you can buy on Amazon. They're the same exact candles, and you can get them a lot cheaper, and they're like eight-hour candles, so they they work really, really well. And so there are a lot of things that you can purchase. You just got to be smart about it. I said I was going to give some commentary at the end. I just wind up, I just sometimes I just can't help myself. So let me go ahead and continue on here. Besides dollar stores, you can shop at Walmart for their great value line of generic foods that are just as good as name brand ones. Also, Sam's Club has its own line called Members Mart. Basically, keep your eyes peeled where you shop and watch out for store brand items. Try them, and if you like them, go for it. The prices are usually half of the name brands and just as good most of the time. So maybe the cheapest place for finding non-perishable foods is at a food bank. Here, you can get bags of rice and beans at bargain or next to zero prices. Don't let your pride stop you from stockpiling essential items for you and your family. One thing to remember when you're stockpiling is to rotate your foods using the first-in, first-out system. Just like grocery stores, first-in, first-out. You don't want to find yourself in the unpleasant situation of discovering that your stockpile has gone south when you need it the most. Finally, let me share with you these words of wisdom that should make for every prepper's motto. Have a backup and have a backup for your backup. Shop smart, plan ahead, and everything's going to be all right, folks. All right, so there's a couple of comments here and people in the comment section were bringing up uh, places like Goodwill stores and resale uh, markets. I know that Brian over on the Facebook group is always sharing awesome finds that he uh, that he finds at you know at resale shops. And uh, I go into a resale shop and I don't see anything like that, right? And so it sometimes is just knowing when to go in there, and it's it's the luck. And you know if you can get to know some of the people that are in there, sometimes they will you know, let you know, hey, we put out new stuff on this day. And so you can go and, and, and be there. So you can be, have first dibs on some of those things. But I know that he's, uh, he's gotten some lanterns, some really nice lanterns, some uh, camping, um, you know, some backpacks, some really nice backpacks and other things there. And so you can find some really good deals at the, the resale shop that you might be able to, to purchase, you know? So anyway, so you have that, but purchasing, or prepping on a budget is a real deal. I know there's a lot of people out there that uh, are like, hey, I don't have the money to do this. I don't have the money to buy all the tactical stuff that's out there. And you don't really need all that stuff. You know, you just need the stuff that's going to help you to, to get by. And I'm meaning when I say that is, you know, you can go get the cool military spec you know, coat or whatever, but you don't need that. You can be okay with having, you know, just a regular coat will we'll do the trick. You can have the cool backpack, you know, all tricked out and all that kind of stuff. You might not need that. You just need a backpack that's going to meet your needs. You might, you know, you might say, I don't have the money to buy all the freeze dried foods. Well, that is not where most preppers would recommend you start anyway. Unless you have your, you have a plenty of money and you're willing to drop you know some money down and put some food away in a closet somewhere I would I would tell you that's not the place to start you want to start with canned goods and if you haven't taken my free or you haven't watched my free video lesson there is a link in the show notes that you can go to and you just register for it and it will get free access 
with a couple of downloads that I feel are very valuable. And so I share that information on where you can start out on building your food storage program. But you got to be smart about it and you don't want to go into debt and you don't want to use credit cards uh, and all that kind of stuff. Now, I will continue to say and to suggest that if you are struggling with a little bit of money, you know, one of the things that you could possibly do is you can start a micro biz or a side hustle or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Something that you know that you're good at that people will pay money for. And I can tell you, everybody has something that they can do that they can earn money. You just have to do it. And so it means sacrificing a little bit. But I'm telling you, that's where I realized or it took me a a little while to finally hit hit me is like, wait a minute. The reason that I can prep and I can prepare is because there's some funds coming into Prepper website. And I didn't have to take funds to prepare from my family budget. My family budget is my family budget. I was able to do, you know, to prep with some of the funds because of advertising and and Amazon and different things like that. I was able to prep that way. And so I'm telling you, having a side business is the thing to do it. And that way you can have an emergency fund. You can pay down debt. You can get prepared. And I think that as we move further and further into the new year and we see what's going on in this article made reference to the stock market, we're seeing things not very stable right now. And it might not necessarily affect us in our portfolios. You might not have a portfolio. You might not have 401, IRAs, whatever, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, it's like, Todd, that, that means nothing to me. And you're right. That's not going to mean anything to you. The Wall Street people, they're getting richer. It's like the richer getting richer, the poorer getting poorer. But what happens, though, is when the stock market is unstable like it is, it causes a little bit of panic and it causes some uncertainty and concern. And that sends shockwaves all the way down. And so then people will start to panic and people will say, hey, look, wait, wait a minute. The, you know, the, the news is reporting this. And although it really means nothing on your bottom line, it can cause people to, you know, the ball to start moving and start rolling. And, and that can cause other things. Right. And so I have this nasty feeling, not that I want it, not that I desire it, but I do feel like things are going to start getting a little rougher and I, you know, economically and, and things are going to get tighter and whatever you want, however you want to say it, just from the things that I read, like Martin Armstrong, and I pay attention to, you know, other economic things that I see out there and just things in the news and all the things that are out there. There's there need to fear. No, we prep because we don't want to get to a point where we are making decisions out of fear. We're making good decisions because we are aware of what is happening and what's going on there. And we mitigate the issues that we will face later on in the future and that our family might face because we are prepped and aware now. And so, again, I, you know, I, I just think we're headed down to a, a road where there's going to be a lot of uncertainty. I think more people are going to start asking questions. And I, I believe there's going to be more people coming into preparedness and wanting to to, to say, hey, um, you guys that were worried about maybe the economy and other things, maybe there was something to all of that. 
And so there's going to be a lot of new people coming in or a lot of people that left because they thought things were a lot better. They're going to be coming back and saying, man, I never should have dropped the ball here. And so as we move forward, you know, as pennies get tighter, dollars get tighter, whatever, you know, you we need to be thinking about how we can prep and get everything that we need to, you know, to make sure that we are safe and our family has all their needs met. And so prepping on a tight budget is going to be a big deal. But again, I'm going to go back to that. There's something that you can do to earn money because sometimes you just your budget is so tight that there's no wiggle room there. And so there is something that you can do. Does it take sacrifice? Yes. Are there there's times that I sacrifice for Prepper website and for the podcast and different things that I do? Yes. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. And so when you see the bottom line and how you're benefiting your family, it always comes out worth it. So guys, that's it for episode 477. I'm going to link to this article in the show notes, like always, and you can go check it out over at survivalpedia.com. Well, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with me on episode 477. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government, grid, or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.